Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nice Today FC podcast. I'm Josh Taylor, and on today's episode, we're going to preview Super Bowl 57 between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But on today's episode, we will talk about the opening weekend matchups in NISA for the 2023 season as they will kick off in the first weekend in April. We'll also discuss the U.S. Open Cup and what teams NISA could face when they enter in the second round of the tournament. And we'll discuss the new boss in Western New York as Flower City Union has announced their new head coach to lead them for the upcoming season and more. So stay tuned, guys. We got another exciting episode coming right up. Welcome back to the show, guys. And I know it's another week of News of the Day FC for another great episode. We still do not have the full schedule from NISA, but what we do have now is the opening weekend matches for the 2023 season. And I'm looking forward to it, guys. Can't wait. I know you guys can't wait. So let's get into it with the opening matches. So on Friday, March 31st, we have the LA Force taking on Club de Leon FC at Rio Hondo Stadium. And then on Saturday, we have three matches April on April the 1st. We have Chattanooga FC hosting Gold Star FC Detroit at Finley Stadium. We have the Maryland Bobcats FC hosting Flower City Union at the Maryland Soccerplex. And then the final matchup for opening weekend will be Savannah Clovers FC hosting the defending NISA League champions, Michigan Stars FC at Memorial Stadium. And of course, Albion, San Diego, they are not playing on opening weekend. So they will be off. And uh, just on the outside looking in, like I said, not much to go off to try to preview these matches right now because teams are still trying to finalize the rosters. So, for example, the first matchup, LA Force taking on Club of the Own FC. Both teams are in preseason right now. They don't have their full rosters announced yet. But, obviously, by March 31st, they will have their rosters all set. So, on the outside looking in, on paper, you think LA Force would be the favorites. But, we, we, we don't know yet. We don't know the final squad for LA Force and for Club that he owned, you know, I would expect they're going to probably bring up some players that played in Nisa Nation with them last year and UPSL. And remember, Club that he owned FC, even though they've only been around for a year, when they played the Nisa Independent Cup last year against Chattanooga FC in that regional final, they went toe-to-toe with the boys in blue. And even though Chattanooga FC edged that one out 3-2, Club de Leon showed me something in that match. And if I'm LA Force, I don't think you want to underestimate Club de Leon FC. And uh, we'll see. That should be an interesting matchup for the first match to kick off the season. Chattanooga FC hosting Gold Star FC Detroit. Another expansion team this year. And for Chattanooga FC, well, we know what they've been up to. They've been making lots of big signings. Uh, bringing in Gene Antoine the goalkeeper that played with Cal United last year, Marcus Nagelstad coming back, Colin Stripling coming back, Taylor Gray bringing some 
familiar faces back with the squad in Chattanooga FC. Boys in Blue, they're out for revenge last this year. They they're out for revenge now after letting it slip in the semifinal against Michigan Stars, missing that opportunity when they were the clear favorites to win it all last year. And Chattanooga FC, they're going for it this time around. And I know they want to make a strong statement against Gold Star FC Detroit. Gold Star, not sure what to expect from them right now. They're still in uh, preseason training, doing tryouts, getting players signed. So I don't know what's going to happen with this team, uh, at least roster-wise. We'll see once we get an interview with some of their staff for Gold Star, see kind of what their plans are, set up that roster. But Gold Star, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they bring. So, because I got a lot of people that are interested in that matchup for opening weekend, based on my recent polls. Next matchup, we have Maryland Bobcats FC hosting Flower City Union. Uh, Maryland Bobcats FC, all everyone's been talking about lately is all the players that have left that club. Felix on, uh, Balogun's gone, Elijah Amo's gone, and we don't know who is going to be replacing those players. I know the one thing that's good with Maryland Bobcats is they're good at scouting players, especially in the DMV, getting local talent to play for that club. And Maryland Bobcats, you know, this is a team that exceeded expectations. They, they were kind of up and down last year, but did enough. They made the playoffs in their second season in the league. And I would expect the Maryland Bobcats, despite all the the players that have left, they're going to retool and, and, and fight and push. And I think this team is going to, you know, improve this year from how they did last year. Now, Flower City Union, also known as City Union now, I, I don't know how we're going to brand this team during the season, but with the merger with Salt City Union, but... I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to be on the roster for Flower City Union right now. I would expect it's going to be a combination of Syracuse Pulse players and some Flower City Union players. But we don't know about that. And as I mentioned in the intro, they just announced a new coach, which I'll get into that in a bit. And I don't know. It's just a lot of mystery right now with Flower City Union. So we'll see how that pans out. But I'm sure as we get closer to the season, kicking off. We'll, we'll see who's going to be on that starting 11 for Flower City Union. And finally, the last matchup for opening weekend, Savannah Clovers FC taking on the defending champions, Michigan Stars. Michigan Stars, they've been pretty quiet, you know, posting those championship wings all over the place. But I would assume that the Stars are going to bring back some players that played with the team last year and bring in some new players. Uh, so I would expect that they're going to probably – Make some announcements on that soon. Savannah Clovers FC, well, we haven't heard anything officially from them on their signings until this week. I'll share more on that in the news segment. But Savannah Clovers, they're getting there, making some signings, bringing some local talent from the Savannah area, and I'm sure they'll probably bring in some players with NISA experience. So that'll be pretty interesting as well. It's, it's a, this matchup is garnering a lot of attention. And you got a brand new team 
with a lot of fanfare with his fan clovers and you know Michigan Stars a team that you know won a championship last year I, I know from seeing on social media you know Michigan Stars they may not be the most popular team but they don't care they they love all the 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 hate talk and you know having a chip on their shoulder and all this kind of stuff they they seem to embrace the villain role and you know in sports that's you gotta have a team that everybody likes and a team that everybody hates you know that's that's kind of how it is in the sports world you know unless you're a Lakers fan you know everyone gonna like the Lakers no or or the Yankees or you know uh, the Patriots that's that's just how it is you know in in, in sports and you know, the mantra that the Michigan Stars are clearly embracing. So it's going to be a cool matchup to check out and and see. And the Stars, I, I want to see if this is going to be like a go for a draw or, or push for a win, you know, go for a strong start. So, yeah, this will be an interesting matchup that looking forward to seeing to conclude opening weekend and NISA. And as I mentioned, Albion they are off that weekend. So let me just read a quote here from the Commissioner John Pruch that was posted in this press release. Quote, we understand it has been a longer wait than anticipated for followers and supporters. The opening weekend of matches marks the start of our second full spring to fall season and the start of the Michigan Stars FC's title defense. It's exciting for us and the launch of an amazing journey for new clubs, Club Leon FC, Gold Star FC Detroit, and Savannah Clovers FC. End quote. And as the league already mentioned, the nine clubs will play in a single table format with an unbalanced schedule weighed on regional play. The 2023 format will mirror the 2022 format with a six club playoff with the top two teams earning first round buys. And then reiterating that all nine clubs will be participating in the 2023 U.S. Open Cup and that all the matches will be streamed on 11 sports. Speaking of the Open Cup, they just announced all the first-round matchups. Of course, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup will kick off on Tuesday, March 21st. Now, the NASA teams will not enter until the second round, which is supposed to start from April 4th to April 6th. And one thing that we do know is that Club de Leon... They had their amateur team qualify, and they're also going to have a pro team. So both teams will be participating in the Open Cup. It's going to be a little weird because you have players that were part of the amateur team that probably got that are going to get signed to the professional team, but they're cup tied, so they're not going to be able to play. So it looks like Club Lidion is going to have two separate rosters, the pro side and then the amateur side that I'm sure they're going to probably bring up from, some, from the UPSL team and maybe have some tryouts. I don't know how Club de Leon is going to do it, but we will see what happens with that. And Club de Leon, the amateur team, they will be taking on Nona FC in Winter Park at Trinity Prep Stadium. That will be on Wednesday, March 22nd. Some other interesting matchups. You have Tulsa Athletic. They will be taking on Brazos Valley Calvary FC. Uh, Beaming United FC. Team not too far from... Chattanooga FC. They'll be taking on Des Moines Menace. And, of course, a matchup that I'm very interested in. Of course, my former employer, Chicago House Athletic Club. They will be taking on 
Bavarian United. And they'll be hosting this matchup at Lenkhorst Field in Elmhurst University. So Elmhurst is only like 20 minutes from where I live. So I'm definitely planning to go check out some housery because this is historic for Chicago House AC, you know, qualifying for the Open Cup for the first time in the club's history. And that's going to be just, you know, an exciting moment to watch in person. And, you know, whether the team wins or loses, it's still a huge accomplishment for Chicago House AC after everything that club has been through to, you know, make it to this moment. So that's pretty cool. And I know the Open Cup is a great test for them, see how far they'll go before they start their matches this summer in the Midwest Premier League. And then on Thursday, March 23rd, Jacksonville Armada FC, that's another matchup I'm interested in watching. They'll be taking on Miami United FC. And then uh, we have Ventura County Fusion taking on Capo FC. So some interesting matchups to catch in the first round of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. You guys don't want to miss it. Now, I will have to see the U.S. Soccer has not announced the potential matches yet that the NISA clubs could face in the second round only because you're going to have the teams that advance from the first round to the second round and you'll also have USL League One and well, only one MLS Next Pro side. Rochester, New York FC, even though they haven't posted anything in six weeks, so I don't know what's going to happen with them, but it's going to be a uh, a lot of teams entering the second round, so we'll see who Nisa some of those clubs will be taking on in the second round, but it should be a good one. And then, the final piece of breaking news that was announced yesterday was Flower City Union as they announce their new head coach. So, Flower City Union, they announced that Jordan Sullivan has been named the head coach for the 2023 season. And he's from the UK. He's a London native. And he is a guy that's played abroad in England, but also played in the United States. Uh... He helped found Rochester Lancers men's UPSL team, and he was also their head coach and general manager for the Rochester Lancers UPSL side. And last year, he was the first assistant for Flower City Union under their coaching staff for the team. So he's basically getting a promotion, going from assistant coach now to the head coach. And for... Flower City Union, well, they can only go up from here. Last year being their inaugural season, and it was a tough start for them. Only getting two wins, three draws, 18 losses. So the Flower City or City Union, uh, I'm still getting used to this, guys, is going to definitely try to make improvements. Now with the merge squad is what we're assuming between Syracuse Pulse and Flower City Union, some combination of those. So it'll be interesting to see what head coach Jordan Sullivan will do with this squad. We hope to get him on the show at some point to kind of get his insight on his plans for the roster. So I will do my best on that 
But let's share a quote here real quick from the Flower Union General Manager, Andrew Hoyt. He says, quote, We are extremely excited to have Jordan leading the team into our second season as we hope to continue the club's growth both on and off the field. And quote, and read a quote here from their new boss, Coach Sullivan. Quote, I am excited to be appointed the head coach for Flower City Union. The opportunity to lead the team is a dream come true. I am excited to be able to lead the team in a direction that is focused on new strategies, styles of play, and ultimately success. End quote. Flower City Union, as I mentioned, they're the first matchup will be on the road, taking on the Maryland Bobcats FC. So we'll see if Flower City Union can improve in their second season. And hey, I know last year was a rough year for them, but hey, at least they finished the season. And based on the expansion teams that are part of the league last year, Fire City Union technically is the only team coming back from that group. So, hey, they're still kicking it, guys. They are still here. So, very happy to see that. All right, let's move on to catch you up on the latest news around NISA. All right, everyone, let's catch you up on the latest news around NISA. And let's start in Savannah. As the Savannah Clovers FC, they announced goalkeeper Jack Pondy as their first official signing in the club's pro era. So this is a big deal. Officially announcing the first player signed for the club. Of course, Jack Pondy, he had previously played with USL Championship side Charleston Battery, and he also had played in the UPSL. So, very exciting that we're finally starting to see some announcements from Savannah Clovers FC. Like I said, you know, a lot of fanfare, a lot of excitement from that club. We've had Brian Sykes on the show, and hopefully we'll get him back again on the show soon to catch up on what's going on down there in Savannah. But, very excited to see what they're building there, and hopefully this year, you know, I'll, I'll get to catch a game. So we'll we'll see. Next up, we got the LA Force. They have brought back Gustavo Villalobos to the club. Uh, Villalobos, he had played with the Force in the past, and last year he was with Cal United Strikers FC. So LA Force, they've been very quiet. Had their player tryouts last month, and now they're starting to announce some signings as they get ready for the preseason. So it's good to see that. And like I said, LA Force, they were bad, really bad last year. Uh, hopefully the LA Force will, with some signings that they have, especially now that Cal United's not playing this year, I would expect LA Force and Albion to try to pick some of those players off from... Cal United Strikers, and build those rosters. So hopefully we'll have, even though we only have two West Coast teams, hopefully this time they'll be competitive. We know Albion, they made it to the final last year and lost to Michigan Stars, but with the coaching change and everything, I'm not sure how it's going to affect them, but we'll see. And with LA Force, they got to do better than the seventh-place finish last year. If Flowerstein U wasn't so bad last year, they would have been in last place. So, you know, LA Force, let's see if they'll bounce back this year. 
Maryland Bobcats FC. They will hold player tryouts on February 23rd through the 25th for their 2023 season. Hopefully, after that, we'll get some signings with Maryland Bobcats FC. As we mentioned, we talked about some of the key players that have left this team, but I want to see what reinforcements they're going to bring in to the squad because Maryland Bobcats FC, you know, despite the roller course season they had, they were still a fun team to watch, and I really want to see how this team does in their third year in NISA. Club that they own, FC, will have their pro player tryouts on February 17th. And speaking of pro player tryouts, Albion San Diego, they have announced that their 2023 open player tryouts for their pro side will be on February 11th, February 12th, and February 18th at Albion Park. So that's the latest news we got from around the league. But one piece of news I will post in here, I know it's not NISA related, but in somewhat kind of is, is we did get news this week that the Women's Premier Soccer League, the WPSL, that they announced plans to start a WPSL Pro League and that's planned to launch in 2025 with 10 teams as a D3 Soccer League. Now, they hope to have 24 teams by 2030. And it's going to be interesting because, you know, with women's soccer, with everything that's going on, of course, we know the NWCL, they're the top league, D1 soccer league. But people are asking, what's been going on in the lower leagues for women's soccer? And it's been amateur for the most part. And it's good to see now that we have the leagues trying to close the gap and create more opportunities for women's soccer. Now, the only league that's been very active besides the NWSL has been USL. They have the W League that started last year and going back again this year. And there also are plans to launch the Super League for the women. And that's supposed to start in August of 2024. You also have another D2 Soccer League, the Women's Independent Soccer League. That's the one that NISA has a relationship with, that they're kind of helping them out, kind of getting them going. As far as we know, they are still planning to launch that league in 2024. And now you have WPSL, the Women's Premier Soccer League, that's going to launch in 2025 as a D3 Soccer League. And you have to wonder, with the lower divisions of soccer for women getting going, when is U.S. soccer going to have a Women's Open Cup? I know we have fans that have been asking about that for a long time, and hopefully now that we're seeing NWCL, you know, getting things back on track after everything that's been going on in that league recently, now we have two D2 soccer leagues with WISL and the USL Super League planned to launch next year, and now we have the WPSL Pro launching as a D3 league in 2025. So hopefully we will finally get to see a Women's Open Cup launch, hopefully soon in the near future.
And we do have a couple Nissan Nation news stuff, but it's all about Temecula FC. Because they've been the only team inactive within the past couple weeks, announcing some signings. So they have added Elias Macias, DJ Wilson, Eduardo Perez, Darian Mealing, and Barrick Rostock to their squad. Of course, Rostock, he had played with the San Diego Flash, I believe. And now he's going to be part of Temecula FC's squad as they prepare to make their debut in the Southwest region for Nisa Nation for the spring season. That is the latest news from around Nisa. Now let's get into my final thoughts. Alright guys, for my final thoughts I figured let's talk about the polls. Everyone wants polls this past week on my social media pages and my apologies. I think I, I, I made a little confusion there because I initially posted, you know, on my last podcast episode, what kind of creative content would you like to see your favorite NISA club, at NISA League, or at NISA Nation Explorer Steer? And it's kind of supposed to be an open chat question where you guys just kind of post what you think you want to see. But I think I confused Harry Solomon II at manager Enrique because he was like what no polls and like I mentioned it was supposed to be an open-ended question kind of thing but I apologize for the confusion there Harry so I did put a poll and also don't want to forget Tim Pickerell he also messaged me there and said fielding a team <laughs> so Tim Pickerell at deep black 67 Mentioning that these leagues hopefully filled a team. So, and as I mentioned in my last episode, how many teams they filled this year. Hopefully they will finish with those same amount of clubs. But when I posted the poll the next day, thank you, Harry, for that suggestion there, by the way. Um, the, I, I guess I wasn't too surprised, but I guess I was, what was surprising was the, the percentage. 58% of you guys want either your favorite club or NISA Club, excuse me, NISA League, or the NISA Nation, to post content focusing on supporters' group stories. And it got me thinking, you know, we haven't seen too many stories featured. Uh, I know I mentioned on MLS Season Pass, um, even though I haven't described to it yet, but I did mention that they do have a, a feature on there about, it's called The Ritual, I believe, focusing on supporters' groups and how they get connected with their with their local MLS club. And I thought that was pretty interesting because, you know, with supporters groups, they are with your club through and through. No matter you win, lose, or draw, they are always there to support the coaches and the players and the staff and everything. And you have some supporters groups that tend to be very vocal and, you know, aren't afraid to go out and, you know, talk about issues that affect their community that they really care about whether it's social injustice issues or they don't like the way a club is running things you know they they let their people know and i respect that there's clubs out there that have supporters groups that you know 
they, they, they aren't silent, man. They, they talk their mind. They, they speak their mind. And that's really awesome to, to see that. And it would be cool if Nisa can talk about, you know, the child hooligans or the old Bay Brigade or the first supporters for um, Savannah Clovers. I think that would be pretty cool. Or, of course, Albion slash 1904 FC supporters. Don't want to forget about those guys. We got to give those guys some love, too. But that would be pretty cool, especially with Albion, you know, because remember they were, were 1904 FC and how it went through that change and how the Albion kind of embraced those 1904 FC supporters and getting them to be part of that. Uh, I know we had Hector on the show, and he talked about that briefly. That would be pretty cool. But that was 58%. Uh, 21% of you wanted to see player features, you know, basically p player profiles, talking about their stories, stuff like that. And then 16% of you voted for a Coach's Corner show, which I only threw that in there just to see, you know, maybe a, a, a show about folks on the coaches and kind of talking about their insight, you know, they're maybe talking about formations they use or maybe a substitution that kind of affected the game and how it helped them win the game or, you know, why they like this player or stuff in the locker room, like, you know, who, who who's the jokester in the locker room or who who's in charge of the playlist, that kind of thing in the locker room, you know, things like that. So I threw that one in there. And then 5% of you wanted to see a Legends of Nisa, kind of like a highlight show kind of thing. So I threw that in there just because I've seen like MLS or like ESPN Classic, you know, they'll talk about a game that's like this legend player that, made a key difference in the game to help that team win or something. So I threw that in there. You know, I know Nisa's a young league, so they don't mean have that many legends, but just a couple to think of. You know, like Nate Steinwasser when Detroit City FC was in the league. Big saves he made and Detroit City FC's run into winning, what was it, like 22 games in a row, being unbeaten for like 22 games in a row, something like that. Or you have Jack McInerney with Oakland Roots. He's scored that, like, goal when they were playing Chattanooga FC in, in Oakland. It was going back and forth and he scored that goal to help them win the game in like the dying seconds. Uh, so that's a, another game that I thought about. Or Chicago House, our brief stay in Niso. We played the Maryland Bobcats and Leo Costa, he scored that banger of a goal against the Maryland Bobcats. Uh, you know we ended up losing that game, but still that was a Great goal that he scored. Uh, I'm sure Old Bay Brigade doesn't really remember that part, but still, that was a, a a fun game. So it'd be kind of interesting if Nisa can come up with something along those lines. Um, so the next poll I posted was, which new Nisa club are you most excited to watch this season? And as I mentioned earlier in the show, Landslide, Savannah Clovers FC, 76% of the vote got this one. And look, I'm very excited to see Savannah Clovers and see what they do. Uh, like I said, that would be pretty cool to s learn about them and see how they get through their first pro season after taking a year off. And Gold Star FC Detroit, they got 24% of the vote, so they finished in second place. But still, Gold Star, you know, interesting to see what they can do. You know, they had that relationship with FC Santa Coloma. I kind of wonder if they'll... Maybe have some players go on loan from there to Gold Star Detroit, or maybe have some type of partnership, you know, train over there or train Detroit. I don't know. We'll kind of learn more about that aspect and see what Gold Star is going to do. Club of the Own FC, they got no votes. No love for Club of the Own FC, but 
to be fair, we, we don't know a lot about them right now. We just don't. So hopefully I can get a representative from Club Leon FC so we can learn a little more about them and what they're doing in Orlando, standing out with, you know, I know the MLS club there already, Orlando City and all that. So that'll be interesting to see. And then finally, the last poll I posted was, which at Nisa League 2023 season opening match are you most interested to watch? So 48% of the vote was to Chattanooga against Gold Star Detroit. So that's getting a lot of attention. And as I alluded to early in the show, you know, Chattanooga, I see you. We know the roster they are most likely going to have since they've been making a lot of signings. Gold Star, not so much, but I'm sure they're going to put a, a good squad out there, and it'll be pretty interesting to see how those two sides battle out. I know Hector Trujillo, he's been mentioning on my Twitter, talking about uh, the, the the choo-choo. <laughs> yeah, what was his words again? I'm trying to pull it up. Here we go. The choo-choo versus the new Detroit. That's... The matchup he has the most interest in watching. And, you know, it's going to be interesting. Interesting game. That's very fun to watch. And you know, who knows? I mean, he thinks Gold Star is going to be the second coming of Detroit City FC. I'm not going to go that far. I mean, we still got to. There's still another team in Michigan, the Stars, you can't forget about. But I think those two Detroit area teams, it'll be interesting to see how they go neck and neck. I want to see how those two teams battle each other when they get to play against each other the first time. Michigan Stars against Gold Star Detroit. That's the matchup that I'm interested in watching down the road. Now, 27% of you got Savannah Clovers FC against Michigan Stars. That's their second most interesting game you guys want to watch. Third was LA Force against Club Leon FC. Um, even though I wonder, if is that only because by then, are, are we sure... LA Force is going to play at Rio Hondo Stadium, or are they going to change teams in the last minute? Uh, you know, uh, I wonder if it's more reasons for that as well, because, you know, LA Force, they definitely were in some drama last year. So hopefully that won't be the case this year, but still, you never know. And then finally, Maryland Bobcats FC against Flower City Union. That only got 5% of the vote, but like I said, I think that's more due to the rosters. We don't know who's going to play on each team yet. But by the time it gets settled down, hey, Maryland Bobcats, that should be interesting. You know, remember, they did score, what, four or five goals against Flower City Union the last time they played in that opening matchup. So we'll see. Let's let's see if City Union can put up a fight this time around. And that will include my final thoughts. But don't forget, guys, this is recording on a Saturday today. We do have two preseason matchups today. Chattanooga FC will be taking on Memphis 901 FC. Uh, there won't be a stream there, but we'll sure see updates on social media on how that result is going. And, of course, later today we have LA Force taking on the defending MLS Cup champions, LAFC, in their preseason match. So don't forget to check those out later today. All right, everyone, just to make a quick correction before I conclude today's episode, I mentioned the last segment that the Flower City Union gave up like four or five goals in the home opener against Maryland last year. Just made a quick correction. They actually lost that game six to one last year against Maryland Bobcats. So hopefully this time around, it'll go a little bit better for them. 
But that will conclude today's episode. Hope you guys really enjoyed the show. If you guys have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, you can reach out to me on my personal Twitter page. It's at JT underscore Taylor 88. And you want to keep up with all the latest updates on our show today, you can follow us on our social media pages. We're on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. We're also on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. You can also message us there as well. And we're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. You guys enjoy the big game tomorrow in the Super Bowl. And enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I will see you next time. Bye for now.